Welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge podcast. I'm Laura Ohms and hosting this episode today with Dee Pelagi. Dee is so many things. She's a special education teacher at the Easter Seals Academy in Chicago. She is training to compete in the sport of paratriathlon. She's featured in the Women's Running Magazine 2018 um, January issue. She is also featured in the Chicago Athlete Magazine, August of 2017, and she was filmed in the World of Adventure series for the Chicago Triathlon in 2017. She is so positive, bright-spirited. She is a woman of true grit and perseverance. I am so excited to have her on today to share a bit of her story with us. So welcome, Dee. Thank you for having me and introducing me to the world of podcasts. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, so this is your first time on podcasts? Yes, my first time speaking on a podcast, although I love listening to them. Cool. Well, um, we have so many things I'd love to cover on this episode with Dee today, but why don't we start with Dee, you just sharing a little bit of your athletic history with us. So my athletic history um, is very different from triathlon. So I think I tried about every sport when I was young, Um, did soccer, and I did that just to eat the oranges at (laughs) halftime. I love it. Um, Quit that. Then I did the swim team, Um, but I never made like the top swim meet, so I quit in third grade. Um, And then I started dancing. So my athletic history, um, or I call like a form of art, I guess, would be dancing from third grade. and then I end up going to Northern University, minoring in dance. And then after those four years, I think I probably finished my minor and then just kind of danced every once in a while at Hubbard Street in Chicago. But yeah, I was, I was a dancer growing up. Yeah, and like what kinds of dance? I'm trying to picture um, what you were doing. So mine was more modern-based, which is kind of in between ballet and gymnastics almost. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so definitely describe, very athletic Like barefoot. Feel. Yeah, just like uh-huh. more like primal movements, I guess I would describe it as, yeah. So obviously you had that athletic base, you know, growing up and even pursued it at the college level, which yes. is pretty phenomenal. And then continued to do some dance, you said, at the Hubbard Yeah, just Street. recreational. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, throughout that time, is that when you became a teacher as well? Yes, so I graduated college um, with my special education degree and as well as my dance minor. Okay, yeah. And so you're currently, I think I said in the intro, but you're working at Easter Seals Academy in Chicago. And can you describe a little bit of what your yeah. school is like and what you do on a daily basis? Yeah, so Easter Seals is a internationally known disability organization. Um, they have a couple different segments. So I teach in an autism therapeutic school. Um, so my grade band is kids who have aged out of 12th grade, but yet they stay in school till they're 22 years old. So I base their curriculum off of what they enjoy as a job. So we volunteer at Working Bikes, um, which is also great to check out if you guys want bike parts. Oh, um, good to know. It's a huge location, and um, it's all donated bikes, and then they send those bikes to Kenya. But they have volunteers fix them up, clean them, sort the parts. And so some of your students work there? Yeah, so some of my students volunteer there um, on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, And we volunteer at the food pantry. I have kids. We have, like, a school store in there. Um, They learn their basic hygiene skills um, or skills that parents need help with when they're at home, learning to tie their shoes, 
So yeah. Yeah. A little bit of everything. It sounds like a lot of life skills and um, I'm sure you have to be very creative. Definitely. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've told me some stories too. And I used to work at a therapeutic day school, so we've been able to um, share a few stories, which has been fun as well. Um, so, and you've been doing that how many years? So I've been at Easter Seals for four and a half years now. Good for you. We, we need more people like that. Um, yeah, supporting students and adults in their transition. So that's really awesome. So you were doing dance throughout college and then recreationally after college. And then, um, from there, where did your athletic career? Okay. So I guess... So after I stopped dance, I went through a kind of odd transition where I wasn't sure what to do. Um, So I had a car and I was working on the south side. And so I think three years ago, I ended up getting rid of my car and then just commuting by my bike. So Like everywhere to work, anything you needed, you were on the streets of Chicago commuting. Yeah, so I was on the streets of Chicago commuting. Um, I'd have fun and like my boyfriend and I would do picnics on the beach or go to the lakefront and just like bike and just like bring like beers and sandwiches in a backpack and then we'd go and then I think two summer goes like I think my best friend and I did the bike ride to um the three Floyd's brewery which is like a 70 mile ride so that was my first like big bike ride but yeah it was all recreational so that's how I kind of transitioned from a dancer into kind of a recreational cyclist but I used it as a way of commuting Right, so, so it wasn't like you weren't super competition-minded at that point. No, so at that point I was literally just doing it so my body could be doing something and then I could be seeing the city at the same time as saving the environment and commuting by my bike, yeah. Yeah, amazing reasons to commute, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and so from there, where does your story go? So from there, so so my bike and I and my work, so I moved to Chicago, got my teaching job, then... I started commuting by my bike, so about two years after that. So this is September 23rd, 2016. Okay. So like a year and a half ago, we got off early for a half day, which was nice. So it was a Friday in September, and it was 90 degrees out, which is lovely. <laughs> Probably very <laughs> humid, I'm imagining, too, yeah. for a Chicago day. Yeah. Yeah, like summertime is now like June to October. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on my way home from work at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon, and I was biking home. Actually, I was biking, biking to my boyfriend's work to get lunch because okay. he's a chef. Oh, that's a nice bonus. <laughs> I know. He's a chef. So he made me lunch. I was yeah. like on my way there. Um, so a semi-truck and I were at a weird like four-way stop. We made eye contact and then we both headed north together for about four blocks. Mm-hmm. So he hooked a right-hand turn as I'm thinking we're both going straight together. Okay. So then that's how I end up, well, I guess we never talked about how I'm an amputee. Most of you guys know that. Yeah. Well, some don't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So but is... some of you don't or some right. of you guys are new athletes. So I'm right. an amputee as of a year and a half ago because, yeah, we pretty much, a semi-truck and I were going north together. Um, and then he made a right-hand turn and then I ended up having my leg um, run over by the, like, the trailer part. Um, and then I kind of fell off my bike um broke my pelvic bone and then like severed a nerve in my right arm um and then he dragged me for about five feet and it's crazy because it was 90 degrees at the end of september some guy another cyclist across the street ran and the truck driver had his window open 
So we told the guy what was happening. So like the truck never made the full right hand turn. He ran me over, dragged me, and then a guy stopped all of it. So wow, it's like very crazy. So that's why I'm like very positive about it because it's just so Hmm. like interesting that like a 80,000 pound object Mm -hmm. like ran over a part of my body. Hmm. Like, and I'm still here, so. Yeah, and so, yeah. right, so when you say you're, that's why you're so positive about it, you mean, like, it could have ended so much worse than yes. what it did? Yes, so, okay. like, from the moment of impact, I was still conscious, and from, like, the moment of impact, like, in my brain, I was thinking, like, I'm getting back on the bike, um, and I knew mentally that my leg was gone. I'm like, it's gone, and it's, like, this, this like, survival, I don't know, it's, like, a natural survival scale. It was almost, like, my leg needs to come up from underneath the tire. Mm-hmm. So I like literally dragged it. Wow. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a natural body reaction. Yeah. Um, and then I remember just like being like my leg's gone hmm. and just being like I need to get back up. But yeah, in terms of like statistically, if you're hit by a semi-truck, garbage truck, or any type of truck, there's not, yeah, low statistics that I should be here. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. so um, like phenomenal. I mean, I can't even find the words to describe it. But um, yeah, the fact that your your brain, you were thinking so like logically and practically in those moments. It sounds like so. This like, is these are funny stories. So I was yeah. very logical. Uh-huh. So I had dinner plans that night, and I had to babysit the next day. So I'm in the ER. Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> I know that I'm having my like waiting for the surgeons all to get together, I guess. So I'm, like, on the phone calling my friends to cancel dinner plans and, like, canceling my babysitting plans. Wow. On the phone because, like, your body's in shock. So I'm, like, you know what's happening, but also, like, you're trying to, like, regulate your life. So, yeah. Sure. I took yeah. everything it was like very logically. You could maybe manage or control in those moments where – Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. But uh-huh. everything went very logically. Like, I knew my leg was going to be gone. Hmm. And then I just, like, kept moving forward. And, like, even when I reflect now, I'm like, I don't even know. I just, like, keep going. Yeah, you just kept going. And that's kind of the person I see you as, too. Like, somebody who just, like, keeps driving forward. Like, I – gosh, when when did we decide I met you, Dee? Just a few months ago, probably. I think maybe in January. And, yeah, from the moment I met you, it was just like, wow, this girl is such a go-getter, super positive, super bright, spirited, and uh, very athletic as well. But – you know, you just, you have your goals and you do them, so. Yeah, and it's funny, but it was like a human being. Like, some people look at me or, like, if you guys see me, it's funny because you're like, well, how does she do all of this? Like, I reflect back on it and, like, I don't know. Like, I just keep going, like, keep making goals every day or, like, yeah. long-term goals and then just, like, keep yeah, well, coming up with these things. Like, you invited me to your podcast, which is amazing. And, like, people ask mm-hmm. me to speak or talk about my story. And I love that, like, cycling is involved. And, yeah, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're a very present person, too, that you're able to, like, be in the moment and just kind of keep saying yes to opportunities that come your way, which I would assume is good for you, but it's good for all the people around you, too, because I think we're quite, you know um, – I don't know, impacted by the story that you, you yes. know, have and share with everybody. <laughs> so I was just reading, let me get the title of the book, actually. Okay. Because there's literally a thing about. She's going to get the title of, is it a book? Yeah. Okay, here it comes. 
Okay, so I'm currently reading The Brave Athlete, like Calm the Fuck Down and Rise to the Occasion. And so there's a paragraph in here that says to volunteer, like to help you mentally, because I guess, and they're like, well, don't volunteer like an Ironman event. Like volunteer for people who have adversity, because apparently seeing someone else in adversity kind of like you can't self-loathe and see people um, having adversity at the same time and you be still self-loathing. So that that's is a very really cool, fascinating. So if anything, I'm here to like support everyone else's, you know, mm-hmm. mental game. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's right. kind of cool. It's like sometimes our um, greatest personal tragedies can somehow be – I don't know, turned around for the use of like supporting other people. Like yes. you just said. Like I'm a funny person and I take like traumatic injuries, probably like very sarcastically or silly sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like if anything, while I'm running a race, I'm just here to like make you better. Cause even my boyfriend says like, I can't let a one legged girl like beat me. So <laughs> even if he's like every single run we go together, he's got to like be better than me. Yeah. I love it. That's really It's funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I was going to ask you, um, you know, you talk about being so logical and practical in the moment, which makes sense. It was like an extremely traumatic event. Um, Did it take a little while for your emotions to catch up with what was happening? Like, did you have moments later on when you're reflecting and just your heart was more aware? Um, I don't know if that's well stated or not, but yeah, it's well stated, but it's actually kind of interesting because there's no, it's like a continuous timeline. Okay. So I guess your body goes in a shock. And so I remember I was in the hallway of the ER when my body pretty much got out of shock. Like I started screaming, um, you know, and then I'm in the hospital. I'm like, just keep moving forward. And I was like, knew I was going to get back on my bike. And then every surgery sets you back. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like screaming in pain because I couldn't have like the same pain meds of everyone else because my pelvic bone was broke. So they couldn't numb it. So that's what they normally do for amputation. So like all of these things are setting me back. So like as much as I mentally just want to keep moving forward, like I got pushed back. And then I had like a time period where I was in the hospital for three months. So I enjoyed being outside in the cold. I'm like, I'm going to love being outside in the cold. So then I was in kind of a happy phase. Like I wanted to do anything that – Anyone invited me to on crutches and my wheelchair. Yeah. And then I kind of went through a phase of like realizing how different my life is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still went backpacking in Phoenix, but I remember that was like one. And this, this was in October of this year. But this is very funny because like this is three months ago, but it was like another like awakening of my traumatic accident. Like, we were like backpacking and then it was dark and then Matt's having anxiety about me hiking in the dark and then we're all kind of fighting but yet again we're all sitting around at the campfire after and just like reflecting on life um and like adversity and just emotions and so yeah I'm still kind of going through it and I think it's just weekly monthly daily it's kind of just like a cycle yeah yeah that but yeah there's not like sense. one moment that I remember it but sure. it's like continuously like going through the motion yeah I guess that sounds say. actually healthy you know yeah. that it's just like this continuous process that is ongoing and yeah it's more of a process like it's yeah I don't have a timeline of like when it hit me it's just like a continuous mm-hmm. um yeah thing that's kind of happening through like yeah. a traumatic injury. and it sounds like you're just you're riding the waves and also driving yourself forward at the same time which is 
really beautiful. Like you have goals, but you're also open and allowing like that process to continue. Yeah. Continue to reflect. Yeah. It's like I found different stuff in the community. And yet again, like I'm like, I found stuff and then like things just keep coming up. I'm like, well, let me just keep going with the flow. And when I reflect on it, I'm like, holy moly. Like I've done so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Just to refresh everyone's memory, this, the accident took place a year and a half ago. Yeah. September, 2016. I've been walking for one year. She's been walking for one year. And now, yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit because you're training heavily for paratriathlon right now. Yes. So so how did that come about? Okay. So in the hospital bed, like I've kind of mentioned twice here, I knew that I wanted to get back on my bike. So I don't know. I was just on Google one day and I'm looking at different prosthetic. Let's just call him like a prosthetic guy, a man who makes like a prosthetic. So I'm reading all their profiles and this guy named Dave has in his um, description that he is the prosthetist for Dare to Try. So it got me Googling Dare to Try. And at that time I had been swimming because it took me a long time to start walking. Like after my accident, it took me like 150 days to get on a leg. So I was doing different activities like rowing, CrossFit. Um, And so I was swimming and then I was Googling Dare to Try and it's a triathlon um, based like adaptive triathlon group. Yeah, so it's a, it's a nonprofit, supports athletes with disabilities and visual impairments to build skills to compete in triathlon, works with beginners and elite athletes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they were having a seminar about like yearly goals at On Tour Brewery, um, which I happened to live four blocks from. Oh, nice. So I'm you like, had no excuse. <laughs> I had no excuse, but it's like, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go to this just to see, like, it'll help me get back on the bike. I can dabble. I love the water. I'm just not, you know, I like the water. And I've never been a runner, but like a running blade is just cool. Like you see an amputee and the running blade is just awesome. Um, I will say that. Yeah. It's so cool. She's the cover photo of it's the women's running magazine. Is that right? And yeah, you look like so fantastic. It's so cool with that awesome running blade. So it just like made sense to me. I'm like, (laughs) okay, like a triathlon makes kind of like a natural progression to like, my lifestyle a little bit like I want to learn how to run Mm -hmm. I already cycle to work um and then I just like I love the water perfect um so yeah I like went to their seminar and that's kind of how it started off and I just started doing kind of clinics with them so I did a clinic with them on my crutches still wow (laughs) and then I started walking February 17th of last year so I've been walking for about a year been running one month later (laughs) Dave, who is my prosthetic guy, put me on a running blade one month after walking. Wow, that's got to be pretty unheard of that you like progressed that fast and even wanted to do that. So Dave is very, so I'm a person like that who can definitely rush things. And then you have Dave who also is like, oh, hey, you want to run? Like, I love that. Let me give you someone's old running blade. So we have two minds together that are just like very spastic and we're like, let's just do it. (laughs) I love it. So I've been running for one year now, since March of 2017. Amazing. So now I am officially on their development team. So I guess after I did those clinics, I'm like, okay, it just fits that I'm going to be doing this. And it feels good to do triathlon. So I did the Chicago triathlon um, in August. Um, I did a 12-week plan before. Um, just kind of one I found online. 
And that was your first time doing a triathlon. So that was my first time doing a triathlon. Mm -hmm. So then I applied for the development team. So Dare to Try has a development team and then an elite team. Okay. Um, So the development team is people who have not qualified for nationals um, under the paratriathlon qualifying times. Got it. Um, And then the elite team are people who have qualified that they support. So being on the team support. Become, you kind of get coaching from Stacy. Um, you can write grants to maybe get equipment or coaching or um, different things that you need or like a running blade. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you said, you're just getting um, a new bike recently? Yes. So yeah. they just approved for me to get a new bike on really Friday. exciting. Which awesome. I'm so yeah. excited to have an all-carbon bike. Very uh, cool. I know. It'll be so late. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now that being on development team, like, I'm setting my goals towards making nationals this year, which is April 22nd is my first race in a month. Awesome. Yeah, that's coming up so soon. I know. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Like I have so many external things that are new, like a brand new bike and then I like a new leg and we're like working on my running legs. So I feel good about it. Um, but also just like trying to go with the flow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So once I qualify for nationals there, then nationals is actually June 24th in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, which I know like maybe some of you guys listening to the podcast are doing. I know a lot of people from Chicago do it. Yeah, Um, it's a great race and it's like somewhat local for Chicago athletes. So there should be a good crew there. Yeah. And they actually like host the para triathlon nationals now as of last year. And then they're doing again this year. That's awesome. Yes. And so then hopefully I can compete actually within my classification of they classify by numbers. I'm like a P4. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so you can look that up. Yeah. So you guys can look that up. It's a little bit weird, but yeah. So yeah. I'll pretty much be competing with people that are the same, like adversity as me. I guess you'd say. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So you have some pretty big goals the next couple months, but have been working super, super hard ever since I've met you, at least over these winter months in January. Because I'm, I get at edge, you know, super early to open some mornings, and there is a cycling class that begins even before that, and Dee is usually there on her bike riding. So um, she's yeah. an early bird, um, yes. but uh, gets gets her work done for sure. Um, that's so super exciting. Would you ever have thought that you would be like training this competitively for something? So this is weird. Like, absolutely not. Like, I don't (laughs) even know how I'm here right now. (laughs) And like life is just a huge reflecting. Mm -hmm. Like you just reflect constantly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm biking here and just thinking like, people always ask me like, how are you here? What are you doing? And like, it's a permanent reflection like I don't know I just like found something online it just happened to fit what I like and what yeah. I wanted to learn about and right. now all of a sudden I have a, like a community around me um and I have yeah. people who support me yeah and I have visions for myself yeah. and all of a sudden I'm like here and I'm set to compete hopefully at like the top of my class like yeah I have enough confidence to know that I can like be on a podium one day it's just about time sure <laughs> it's about how much time it's going to take me to get there but I'm a huge like fake it till you make it is my motto, which is yeah. well. I think you're making pretty it. Funny. I don't think you're faking it too much now. But no, but yeah. like my athletic ident like identification is a very confident person who will like run a 5k at 17 minutes one day. 
but that is not where I'm physically at right now. Right. But that's you have the I'm vision building. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I have the vision. Yeah. And kudos so. to you for creating everything that's around you. So it's like, I know you're sort of talking like all of a sudden this happened. And like, I love the honesty about like, I don't know. Part of you is like, I don't know how this is happening and how I'm here. And at the same time, like you have like put the, the work in and like put the feelers out there and like you have this energy about you that I feel like people are attracted to like supporting you and you're now like this super um crucial member of edge which we haven't even talked about that yet but um but yeah d is just like this awesome part of the community now and um you know i'll speak on behalf of everybody but we love having you around yeah like i love i love that too just like being which is funny because you mentioned the early early morning classes because that's how i found edge to begin with Uh uh-huh because i'm like melissa Melissa Stockwell is another paratriathlete at Edge. I was just kind of asking her um, about different cycling classes in the morning. Like, look, I work at 8. I would love, like, a 5.30 a.m. class. Um, And so she told me about Edge. um, And so that's how I ended up kind of trying you guys out was that early morning cycling class. That's (laughs) awesome. I still go to weekly, which is nice. It's kind of my, like habitual like training plan right now is to do those two classes at least yeah and if you don't yeah. um if she's not able to get a shower and right away if they're like booked <laughs> up then she's able to get in the recovery boots and like get some coffee right yeah I'm like um. a very spastic person <laughs> like I run like what I do is I run around very fast and then forget <laughs> a million things too but like I'm a very speedy person she is so I talk speedy. fast <laughs> I walk fast yeah. Like, I do things really fast, but I'm also, like, losing my brain at the same time. But I love it. You're like, that's just who I am. It's yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yes. I that's love just, it. like, who I've always been. Like, yeah. who I am. Um, but, yeah, like, the Edge community, you can just, like, learn about a bunch of different races, what other people are doing. Um, so mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's a great community. Yeah. I, yeah, couldn't agree more. So um, – I would love to talk on and on and on. But um, I did want to ask what you would say to um, an athlete who, you know, has adversity, whatever it may be. So whether it's, you know, um, physical disability or visual impairment or something else that they're struggling with and is just having a hard time getting going or getting started, what would your advice be? Words of wisdom from D. Yeah, so I guess I'm only a year and a half out But, like, what I would like to say to other people is just, like, be grateful for where you're at and just think about, like, you changing people in a community. Like, I like the thought of, like, in The Brave Athlete where it kind of says, like, you change other people when you have adversity and then you show others, like, what you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you just meet a bunch of people. So, like, no matter what your skill is or what you can do, there's a community that will help you do it. And, like, life is short. It's crazy about just, like, laugh or just think it's funny I don't know think you're in like Frogger while you're cycling or you know just go out and like do what makes you happy you know and maybe grow into yourself by making goals or yeah I love it you know, I'm working on I guess that aspect of it of what to tell other people because I would love to motivate others um but yeah just be grateful and do anything with what you have yeah yeah I love it so that's such a simple message but like so profound at the same time so yeah and coming from somebody who has the story in the background like you do it's that is really impactful to you know think about gratitude yeah so dr ryan and i were talking which is the chiropractor at edge uh-huh so i don't do like a great 
like I'm very grateful, but also it's not in my routine necessarily as a scheduled thing. So last week he said to do it every night before I go to bed. To think about gratitude? To think about something I'm grateful for. Okay. So, of course, just because I say to be grateful doesn't mean I never have moments where I'm like, I'm mad at myself for not competing, like completing my training plan today. I'm like everyone else, you know? Of course. So, he told me that one week ago. So, like, the first night I'm like, just verbally kind of said it in my head that I was like grateful that I can, you know, that I'm up and running and everything. Um, and so then the next day, like I arranged all my pictures in my phone and like made a grateful folder. Um, and then I make one, I made it a folder to wake up to something that makes me laugh every day, which oh a lot gosh, of, like I a lot this. of them are my students. It's like mm. people with their cats and dogs. It's like me and my students like, <laughs> make me laugh. They're like comedians. Um, so yeah, Dr. Ryan had a very good idea. And if anyone wants to try it, it's very good. Like to be grateful instead of maybe just saying it like, I have pictures, and I've been doing it for a week, and it's been awesome. That is so um, cool. I love this idea because I yeah. never thought about doing something visual like that. I think that it just impacts me differently. Like when I said it, I don't know if my body necessarily meant it. Mm-hmm. And when I see it, though, it just means something different to me. And so I think that it can be that way for other people, too. Thanks so much to Dee for being on this episode today, sharing parts of her story with us and being so honest about her process, including saying, I don't know a couple times. I mean, how brutally honest and refreshing to hear a role model say those words and yet continue to intentionally and energetically move forward, all while you heard her say it, being grateful. A quick word on these podcasts. This was episode seven, so go back and listen to the previous six if you haven't had a chance yet. We are thrilled our listening audience is growing, and we want to continue to expand our reach to as many as possible. You can help us out by subscribing to our podcast and also leaving a review on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It's super easy. We'll just take a few seconds of your time, and we would really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your support, everybody, and we are looking forward to next month's episode.